Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Minority Fan Podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host. On today's show, I'll be talking about our Premier League game with Aston Villa at Villa Park. The game ended 2-2. Um, a disappointing result after being in a winning position for about 78 minutes. Yes, we considered the... Uh, for, we considered the first goal in the 78 minute and on the three minutes um, we had thrown away our two goal lead. Uh, so it's a disappointing result for Manchester United. The result seems or feels like a defeat and um, there's a lot to talk about in the game and so um, I'll just share my thoughts after this break. Don't go anywhere. Alright, you're welcome back to the show. Thank you for staying tuned. Please do not fail to subscribe on your favorite or preferred podcast platform um, so that you can get notifications of new episodes um, whenever I make them. And um, also consider giving me a good rating on your preferred podcast platform so that um, my podcast can... um, get to more listeners and also consider becoming a patron on patreon and or buy me a coffee on buymeacoffee.com so please support this podcast so that i can continue to make more episodes regularly so thank you for your support all right back to the game all right so all right Many of you guys watched the game, and so I don't want to dwell too much on what happened. But in summary, we did very well in the first 25 to 30 minutes. We were in control of the game. We did very well. We just didn't take our chances. Bruno grabbed the opening goal on six minutes. We started very well. We're cruising, and we should have killed off the game. Uh, Villa didn't have a sniff until... After the 30th minute mark, and they started coming into the game, I started making the jail work and making us work. So Villa grew into the game um, after they had weathered the storm somewhat because we did not add to the tally. If we had added to the tally, I guess it would have been much easier, but we failed to. So they grew in confidence and came into the game, but we were able to, you know, um, hold on to the lead till half time. In the second half, Villa completely bust the game and we're depending on breaks to um, harm Aston Villa. Unfortunately, we didn't take any of the opportunities that uh, presented itself. Um, Elanga, Greenwood, missing good opportunities to, you know, to extend the lead. Um, but eventually, we got the opportunity. Um, we capitalized on the mistake in the midfield. Uh, Fred laid the ball for Bruno, who buried, um, and where two goes up, and we're cruising, you know. At that point in time, United should be able, at this level, be able to see the game out, but we failed to, and that's the frustrating thing about this my United team. We have a weak midfield. We have a weak spine. We have a weak 
the midfield is our biggest problem. Our biggest challenge is the midfield. And if if Mr. Rannick is not considering or is not making any attempts to sign the midfielder, then he is part of the problem and not part of the solution. We know that the problems of Manchester United are beyond Ralph Rannick. This is always mess. This is always legacy that we are dealing with. We are suffering from a terrible neglect in the midfield. Ole saw that, Ole met that midfield, Sod and the Herrera. Um, yeah, the, Herrera was the person he allowed to go. He didn't sell him. Herrera's contract was allowed to run down, you know, and he did not deem it free to keep Herrera. So when Ole did well in his first season, it was Pogba, Herrera, Matic. Matic still had his legs. Herrera was like um, the balance between defense and attack. Herrera could do a job defensively and join the attack. You know, he was that good. And Pogba, of course, did very well as the attacking midfielder. That was when we were okay. And we were still shite. We were still terrible. You know that we were very good, but during the managerial bounce, that midfield was superb. They did very well. At least games like this, they would win easily until things went down the drain and we started struggling to the end of the season. Okay. Now, that Herrera is gone. Matic had lost his legs and Pogba is not even available. Now, we have Bruno and we have a finished Matic and we have Fred or McTominay who do not do their jobs properly defensively anyways so we have a problem Fred his problem has always been his passing ability and having a low center well it doesn't he doesn't have a low set of gravity it's easily um, muscled away from the ball you understand so that is the problem of Fred but I, we can deal with him being muscled away from the ball easily if he can keep his passes as accurate as possible or not giving away silly passes, giving the ball away too cheaply on forced errors, you know, if he could do that, um, you know, stop making those unforced errors, he would be a better player for my United. And that is that's the problem we are having today. Fred makes silly mistakes. He and Matic, giving the ball away so cheaply in midfield they can't control the ball they can't s- circulate the ball you know in midfield they cannot dominate a midfield they cannot string three four five passes together without giving it away that is the problem we have in manchester united they can't keep a sustained possession they can't kill out a game they can't see off a game they cannot take a sting out of a game and that's the problem we keep having in the second half, Villa, after the introduction of Coutinho, there were so much spaces for him to exploit. They could be dragged easily, left, right, and center. Fred chasing shadows, running like a headless chicken. Matic could not um, cover for him. No legs, nothing. So easy for Villa. And we could have lost this game easily. We've played two games with Villa and we've gotten effectively like four points out of them. The same thing with Atalanta. So, Ole's legacy 
is still and truly well with us. And I know that Rannick cannot do much in two months. Some people were saying that Oli has left for months and it's still the same old shit. What? How many months did Oli leave? When did Oli leave? And how many games have we had under Mr. Rannick? I am blaming Rannick for this draw. These points that we've drawn, I'm blaming Rannick for it because his game management was terrible. was non-existent. His in-game management. We lost the midfield battle and he did nothing about it. Because Villa did not score until late in the game. He thought he would get away with it. Like he is often doing. In the games we've been playing of recent, it's the same old trend. The midfield loses, uh, loses the midfield battle and he does nothing about it. If the team manages to secure the victory. In the Asovilla game at Old Trafford on Monday, it was the same thing. Um, he didn't do anything against Wolves until Wolves scored. The same trend. I think there's a, which other game did he do against Burnley? The same thing. He didn't do anything. Um, in the midfield because, you know, the game was done and dusted. So unless Burnley has scored a second goal, then he will start reacting. So these are the problems I have with Raf Rannick. He's substitution and game management is also suspect and i blame him for this draw because he could have brought lingard and van der beek to show up things in midfield or to freshen up things and to make give villa something to think about if he had removed elanga or removed greenwood or whoever he wanted to remove and showed up or brought somebody to I don't see why he couldn't play, he couldn't bring um, Van der Beek into the midfield and play his 4 2 2 crap. This was the perfect scenario to play that formation. You know, make the midfield battle scrappy. Bring in somebody. Make it scrappy. Come on. I don't understand Reinick's, um substitution policy. It is sickening. You brought Sancho to to replace Elanga. You know, essentially, just you know, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. The, you ignored where the problem is, and you're bringing a forward because Villa hadn't scored. We felt that we could get away with the two goal lead, and we, normally we should, but we failed to. The alarm bells were ringing. When it was 2-1, he could have done something immediately. He did nothing. And five minutes later, Villa equalized. And he did nothing about it till the 89th minute and you're bringing Van der Beek and, um, and Linga to do what? To do what actually on the 90th minute? To do what? To perform a miracle? So this is annoying. It's so painful. It's painful. This draw seems like a defeat. And that's because we lost we threw away the a two goal lead within five minutes. And towards the latter stages of the game. Come on, man you come on, Ranik. Come on. If you you have been with this team and you have seen what they're capable of that team cannot sustain control for 90 minutes. They can't give you that. Not with the kind of players they have 
that we have. If you can't trust Van de Beek to do a job for you, who can you now trust? I don't understand Mr. Reinick. I am blaming him for this draw. He said it was our best game. Maybe for 30 minutes. But after that first 30 minutes, it wasn't our best. It became one of our... It was up there with one of our poorest. That second half was terrible. If we are, if we are going to counter attack, then we we can as well play a counter attacking game properly and not leave spaces for Villa to exploit. Dijon made lots of saves. He was effectively our best player again, and this is unacceptable. I accept that Manchester United are not good enough. We are not good enough, but we can salvage our season. How do we salvage our season if we do nothing about? If we do nothing now, we literally have an opportunity to salvage our season. We are in two cup competitions, the FA Cup and the Champions League. We cannot compete with that kind of midfield. We will not win any trophy. We will not even get to the latter stages, let alone win the trophy. He needs to do something about our midfield in the transfer window. He has to. He has to find a defensive midfielder. Matic is not good enough. Matic can only come in the last 10 to 15 minutes to do a job. He should not be playing 19 minutes. He doesn't have the legs. It is criminal for Manchester United to have only Nemanja Matic as the proper CDM at the age of 33. And it's not that he's performing at an optimal level. He's just been... Um, he's just existing. He's just... He's just taking up space. He's not doing his job properly. Especially when we need him to. Fred, we know his limitations. But we, he's not a defensive midfielder. So we, that, can be, that can be understood. But we need somebody who can clean up his mess. And Matic is not doing that job properly. Matic is a liability. Fred is a liability. Scott McTominay is a liability. That is three liabilities in one midfield. No Pogba, and you have Van de Beek, yet you will not use Van de Beek. It, to me, it makes no sense. What that means is that when Pogba comes back, Van de Beek will not even get a sniff. And, um, and if Rannick is, is um, the genius that he has been made to look like for the rest of us, then there's something wrong with Van de Beek. If Van de Beek cannot even get a starting shirt or even... A decent amount of game time when there's no Pogba under Rafranik. This is the problem. A refusal, a stubbornness to play Van de Beek. There's something that we do not know that is going on behind the scenes at this club. And this club is broken. This club is the shambles. And this club is is dead. Finished. My United is finished. It pains me to say it. But this club is dead. It's finished. This season is a write-off. There's some semblance to... Um, this season looks like it has some meaning. or There's still something to fight for just because we've not been knocked out yet from the FA Cup or the Champions League. The moment 
we are knocked out from those two competitions, it will now become apparently clear that this season is a complete write-off and a complete waste of time. That is what I feel. And it's painful. We have an opportunity to salvage this season. Ranik is speaking like somebody who is um, towing the line. He needs to do something about that midfield. He needs to address that midfield. It is criminal for us not to even make an attempt to sign a defensive midfielder. It is criminal. It is criminal. It's terrible. It's painful. I'm very disappointed at the way we threw away the two-goal lead. This is Aston Villa we're talking about here. A resurgent Aston Villa. We're not even talking about teams in the top six. As it is, any member of the top six that plays against Manchester United and we give them such room or such pitch, we will suffer the consequences. I'm disappointed. DJ, for me, our best player by far, then Bruno for grabbing the two goals. Um, Greenwood and Elanga were wasteful. Cavani was a passenger. You would have to cut him some slack because we didn't exactly create any chances for him but Cavani was poor and he had been poor since the Newcastle game after the Newcastle game Cavani has been playing regularly and he had been poor um, Matic and Fred they will give you up and down results they do something good one moment they do something stupid the next moment so they are just distinctively average Tell us, where were you? And Coutinho had a free pass. Lindelof, um, Dalot, all of you messed up in the defense. The defense was compact in the first half, solid. But in that second half and the last quarter, they just got exposed. The defense has always been suspect. And Eric Bay is the one being linked away, for, linked away out of the club. Not Lindelof, not Maguire. The best players are sold. The mediocres, the PR people are kept behind. My United is broken. And I think we have to just write off this season, lower expectations and look forward to next season. Get a manager because Raf cannot be the one. I've seen enough to know that Raf cannot be the one to take us to where we we ought to be he is too reactive he's not proactive yes he tweaks things he tries to give players a chance and try new things but he does not his in-game management is suspect and maybe that is why he never succeeded at any any big club he never even managed a big any big club Shaka is his biggest club and who maybe no wonder he couldn't get a bigger job this is his biggest job of his career. So, um, it's disappointing, but it is what it is. So, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all for taking out time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Do have a great week ahead. And bye for now.